Hello and welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we're back for another episode. This time, hopefully, I shouldn't even say this, but hopefully without recording problems. <laughs> Knock on wood. Yeah, well, we'll see how Craig behaves. Who's yeah. uh in case you missed the previous episode, Kelso had to interrupt at the end and be like, sorry, we just lost some of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it's a ton a of it, but still. Yeah, and it's 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 annoying that Craig when Craig is having issues, it is entirely out of our control. Mm-hmm. Um short of like finding another way to record, which I don't know if there's anything really better than Craig. Um but, yeah, if yeah. people have a favored way of recording via Discord that's not Craig, let us know. Yeah, but I, I, I like, I think we will only ditch Craig if Craig really shits the bed. <laughs> <laughs> He's Craig's so, been pretty good to us so far. His, his yeah. failure rate is much lower than his success rate. Yeah, that's so. true. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> How have you guys been? Yeah, pretty good. I'm taking on some extra... Um, like work hours leading up to the the holiday break to help us all get ready with deadlines and that's good during part of that we had our like work work party remotely via zoom work holiday party which so ever, in which we everybody just drinks alone together yeah in, <laughs> in bad christmas sweaters um and we play Jackbox games, which I feel like Jackbox games are like really fun to play with people you know well, and really yeah. awkward to play with acquaintances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we do Jackbox with like Ev's friend group sometimes, and um, like I I know them well enough now, but I remember that first time it was just like one of one of his friends, and I was like, oh god, I don't know what jokes I'm allowed to make. Yeah. And then I quickly saw that they were both making way worse jokes than I would make, so it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, like it's a combination of like not knowing where you stand and like not knowing quite how you want to like like best appeal to the group at hand. Yeah, and like not okay. really fully getting the sense of humor of other people. Like being funny to someone you don't know is hard. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really hard. Uh, and then there's like I don't remember what which game it is, but there's one that is that is basically just contingent upon knowing stuff about the people you're playing with, which that one I'm very very bad at because I don't have several years of history with all these people. But <laughs> yeah, I think we did um, Drawful and then um, Quiplash, and Drawful mm. is a little bit better because everybody's doing kind of like weird weirdly bad. <laughs> Um, but quiplash requires you to like be, yeah, do say things that other people will find funny, which is just so hard to judge. There's one game we, we, um, we had a little weekend trip this past weekend. We just went out of town and went up to an Airbnb, um, with a couple of friends and there's like, I think it's one of the new ones that, um, every person picks like a like a place or a like famous fish 
or something like that. And you have to give hints, like it supplies you with very vague prompts um, so that you can guess, so that everyone else can guess. And then as they guess, you like, it it gives you more options. Like it's so-and-so is more famous than this person that was previously guessed, which was terrible because everybody just kept like, putting out the dumbest shit because nobody could guess. Um, that's not a fault. I don't remember what that one was called, but yeah. Some, Jackbox. Not always great. <laughs> good good like, in certain situations. Very yeah. contextual. Yeah. I feel like Jackbox games are very like hit and miss. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah, there are a handful of really good ones, and then there are a lot of ones where it's like, this is like way too complicated and and slightly worse than the good ones yeah for like slightly less fun um i do like fibbage i'm very good at fibbage oh yeah fibbage is the one that i'm bad at because i don't have several years of history with all the people that i play these games with well so, so fibbage is the one where it's it just um it gives you like uh tri random trivia facts and you have to oh, try okay. and lie about like what the real answer to the trivia it's, question is it's not that one then it, it is a different one i was thinking it was fibbage i don't remember i don't remember what they're what they're all called we all like uh tko pretty well which is the one where you design like you do little drawings and then someone else comes up with a slogan and it randomly puts them together on a t-shirt and people vote on which t-shirt they like the best and then i think at the end you can actually like have the winning t-shirts like printed yes. through some kind of you know cafe press bullshit or something yeah i i know that one because i was actually watching the um they premiered that on the pax stream this year because like pax didn't happen because of coronavirus so oh. they did an online pax and there was like a whole bunch of people like just you know presenting stuff on various PAX channels. So one of the things was that uh, Jackbox Games presented the like t-shirt uh, contest one. And I, I was very close um, to buying the winning one because it was like a, a really like surprisingly cute panda um, with like hearts around it as the t-shirt. Like it, it looked like actually a good t-shirt design. That's what you get when you have the pros yeah, doing I guess. the game. I hate yeah. everything about drawing in those types of games. I mean, it's the point is that everybody is kind of bad at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, it depends on how comfortable you are being bad at drawing. It's true. Yeah, no, I definitely know people who, like, absolutely, like, can't stand the pressure of having to draw something in drawfuls, so... Yeah, every um, every time we play a drawing game, there's always at least one comment of like, "Oh, I can't believe we have to play this with Kelso with her art degree." And I'm like, I'm, "It's I'm drawing with my finger on a phone." Yeah, it's, it's not gonna be. It's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, like we had, you know, in our work one, we had a, a professional artist on the our our art team uh, on the yeah. uh, on the game, and his drawings were not significantly better than anyone else's because of that reason. Yeah. It's like you're drawing with your finger on a phone and you've got, like, what, 60 seconds max to pop it off. Yep. And it's, and it's of a really weird, like, impossible-to-communicate idea. The, yeah. the, the drawful prompt I got was, get in the oven. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I did my best. Nobody guessed it. But, like, <laughs> why would they? That's a terrible prompt. <laughs> yeah. 
Hmm. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I think I'm good at fibbage because I'm 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 a big fan of like weird little facts. I'm pretty good at making up ones that sound plausible. Yeah. Yeah, I could see you being very good at that. Definitely. I like the murder trivia party. Because then you'll know. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's a good that's a good like equalizer one. I don't know if I've ever played that one. How does that work? It's just a bunch of trivia questions. <laughs> yeah, you're like you it depends on whether like if you answer them correctly, you move sort of further to the right. And whoever makes it all the way to the right in the, you know, in however many questions they have, like, doesn't get murdered. And then there's a couple of lightning round sort of things where it's just, like, whoever gets out first is the, the actual winner. Okay, but it's just but trivia. Yeah, it's it's all just trivia. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. We also tried uh, with some other friends around Thanksgiving um, the, like, giant robot wrapping one that one i've played to... a couple times it's fun i like it. it that one is weird to me i don't like any of them where you have to vote on something where you know who who posted it or who created it um because i feel like that that for that puts like an unfair social pressure on people to try and you know like equalize the points and make sure that like no one feels bad that they got completely destroyed <laughs> That is true. I guess, I guess in our group, it doesn't, we don't really, there are very few expectations as to that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that one's a fun concept and it always ends up being really stupid, which is why it's fun. <laughs> yeah. I guess probably that one of the benefits of having so many different types of Jackbox games is that different types of games will appeal more to different friend groups. Yeah. Presumably. So. Yeah. Yeah. Any anybody have like fun holiday plans? Nope. Nope. We're just probably going on Yeah, that's true. It is it, it is in everyone's best interest to not have fun. <laughs> you can have fun at home. I'm planning to see if I can play through Breath of the Wild over the break. Oh yeah, that's a good Finally. that's a good pick. Yeah. So that's that's my holiday plans. That's literally one game for a long time. I mean, that's you could, I you could fill more than just a holiday. Definitely. <laughs> With Breath of the Wild, probably yeah. yeah. Um, I'm taking the I'm taking the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's off because I like having a nice long Christmas break. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not taking a full week, but I've got like. I only had to work two days this coming week and then two days the following week. So I've got three long weekends, or sorry, two very long weekends lined nice. up, which is fine. Yeah, as long as you don't, like, travel far, I really don't mind, like, working in between, like, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, I don't mind either. It's just I've got so much time off saved up, and, <laughs> like, I can either I can either use it or they're letting us roll over extra time off hours this year because of everybody's travel plans being canceled. Mm. But I don't, I don't want that to get like taxed horribly when they pay that out. So I'm just taking extra time off. Yeah, that's fair. 
yeah, I, I just, I, like, in principle, I don't mind, uh, like, working that, that time in between. But in practice, whenever I've done it, I've always feel, like, horrible going into the new year. So <laughs> I've learned, I, I've learned that I have this subconscious, like, holdover idea from childhood that, like, school is out for a significant time over winter break and you get a long time to like relax and do something and if i don't like fulfill that subconscious ten desire for myself then i just feel burnt out and cranky in the new year you have like the bodily rem the the bodily memory of yeah hey, i'm supposed to be taking a vacation right now yeah, yeah exactly yeah so and uh, as you say like I do have more, I was supposed to take like a big, long, uh, you know, all my paid time off type trip uh, this this fall. But of course, that did not happen. So I have a lot of extra days off. Yep, same. They also decided at my work, normally the 24th is not a paid holiday, but they decided, oh, we'll just give it to you this year, really? which is nice. I feel like most places have the 24th as a paid holiday That's yeah nice. it should be but it really should they give be, us but... they yeah they give us black friday as an actual holiday which i know not all places do but i've i've i have also always like every place i've worked has had the friday after thanksgiving off also up until this year we also had new year's eve off and now we don't and that's a little sad yeah that one does suck yeah, it's Black Friday's been one that's sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't for me. And it wasn't when I started here, but then actually like the year that I started here, they decided, yeah, we'll give it to you. So that's fine. So maybe they're keeping, well, they said they're not keeping the 24th as a holiday, but I kind of hope they do. But either way, I probably won't, I probably won't be at this job this time next year. So <laughs> milk the days off while you got them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is probably going to be the last podcast of the year, right? Because it'll be That's New true. Year in two weeks. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. I'll make a I'll make a fancy lemon pig, and like oh the lemon year. pig, yeah. What's a lemon yeah. pig? It, it's so lemon a, a pig. it's a Twitter meme, sort of. Yeah, where you you take a lemon and you kind of. If you just Google it, you'll see pictures, but you kind of like, you stick toothpicks in it so to make the legs, and you put like cloves in it for the eyes, and you make little slits and flip it back for the ears, and you put a penny in its mouth, and it's supposed to represent like prosperity in the new year or something. I think it's just something somebody did on Twitter, and it took I, off. No, I think what it was um, is somebody found a page from like one of those like old yeah. 50s good housekeeping magazines that was like here's yeah. a fun craft for you for new year's make a lemon pig for prosperity it's like what the fuck yeah no, and then like right. a bunch of people made lemon pigs out of like yep. not always lemons yeah that's exactly what it is i forgot about i forgot about the origins but yeah there's um lemon pigs but they're like weirdly cute and it's kind of really a cute. it's kind of a like bizarre enough tradition that i sort of like it conceptually so yeah lemons smell nice so it's yeah. fine so yeah I'm, it feels kind of like i'm not sure you guys do this but like 
here we do this at least where you have like oranges and you like put a bunch of cloves in them mm -hmm. yeah i've definitely seen that before yeah for just so it smells nice yeah yeah i've definitely seen that as like a christmas decoration thing um sort of like old school traditional we used to do my family did a on christmas morning we'd have a pomegranate like we'd peel a pomegranate and eat pomegranate seeds which I guess is also like a Christmas tradition in some places. I haven't had a pomegranate in... I don't remember the last time I ate a pomegranate. Oh, it's pomegranate. not exactly a day-to-day day -day fruit, is it? Yeah, that's true. It is kind of apples, bananas, pomegranates. <laughs> yeah, just take a big old bite of pomegranate. I'm, and I'm wondering how much of that is, like, difficulty to acquire and how much of that is difficulty to eat. Because, like, God, it's a lot of work. <laughs> eating a pomegranate you just gotta like individually get out all the seeds and it's yeah and try not to stain everything you touch with pomegranate yeah. juice and like what I, is there anything that you do with pomegranates besides eating them raw like are there any recipes involving pomegranates i mean i guess you could right? like take the yeah like i guess you could take the juice and like make a reduction out of it i feel like that'd be good with something like on Probably. ice cream or maybe with, with, well, I guess pork is the meat that you have like sweet sauces with, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, I like, even juicing a pomegranate would be so tedious though. <laughs> like so much work. Yeah. Because it's got, they've well, got all bother those seeds you you'd just, have to get out. Yeah, why bother when you can just buy well, pomegranate juice? Can yeah. you just like crush everything and then sit it? I guess. Yeah, that's you true. still got to get all the seeds out of the like rind or whatever. It is a kitchen. I don't. I don't have like a proper sieve right now. I just have like a big, big holes colander for pasta draining. I need to mm. actually get. We have we have two sieves. I, I ordered a, on my list. Yeah, I ordered one from Amazon a while back because that is like an essential kitchen tool for me because I do a lot of like steamed broccoli and I need to have it uh, sitting in the sieve to steam it. That's true. Yeah, I guess I do also, I mean, yeah, I have a colander and I have like a steamer basket for my, mm. for one of my pots, but I don't have a sieve. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one to I've put. Got, I have got just like, like a running list of stuff to buy. I've got one on like metal and wood sieve that is for doing things like steaming. And then I have one that's like a fine mesh with a plastic thing around it and that's for like doing things like sifting sugar powdered sugar over stuff and whatnot yeah man i keep i keep thinking also that i want to get like a bamboo steamer and start making i don't know like steam buns or something but Dumpling. that's that's something that'll definitely just take up space i haven't mm -hmm. pulled the trigger on that one yet yeah that's that's the thing that i would love to have a steamer and actually like have the ability to make dumplings but dumplings are so much work compared to just going out somewhere that makes dumplings for you. Yeah, very true. And it's so hard to make good dumplings, right? Like there's a lot of food, restaurant food that when you make it yourself, it's more work, but it's so much better than like getting it from somewhere else because you can have it exactly how you want it. But I have yet to have a, a dumpling that was better than just eating at a dumpling restaurant. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've even, like, I've, I've made them before, like, I've, I've made, you know, a big batch of dumplings before and stuck them in the freezer, and they weren't significantly better than pre-made ones that you just buy 
-hmm. from the freezer section at the store. It's a it's a fun project. It's a nice project to do if you've got like nothing going on on a weekend and you kind of you feel like cooking something. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I I I like to have like a cooking project every so often, but I get that. Yeah, when you were talking, I was kind of like, hmm, maybe I should do like a huge patch of dumplings and just put them in the freezer. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a great thing to have on hand because then you can just like cook them straight from frozen and tasty, but. You can also right. just buy them sometimes if if your if your grocery store has them. Yeah, I wonder if our local dumpling restaurant sells like uncooked dumplings that you could just buy and then cook yourself. I would I would do yeah, that. Yeah, I probably would there's, if you ask. There's a little chain in the area um, called uh, Dough Zone, and they they have the best vegetarian dumplings that I've had anywhere. Like we've got. It, Dozon's was sort of a competitor to Din Tai Fung, which is like this big fancy dumpling chain that's got like two or three stores uh, around here. And Din Tai Fung is like super well respected. And it's, you know, it's usually like a 45 minute wait when you want to eat there because you have to like put your name on the list and they're always swamped. Um, but I've eaten both places and, you know, I, I have an atypical experience of dumpling places because I don't get to have soup dumplings. Um, but the on the vegetarian front of their like vegetarian like selection and the different tastes and stuff, their vegetarian dumplings are just better at Dozone. Uh, yeah. So sorry. And and Dozone <laughs> is like not exactly half the price, but almost half the price. Yeah. So. Sounds like definitely a better pick. I've never done soup dumplings. I always just make like your standard pork, maybe shrimp gyoza. But... Yeah, the soup dumplings kind of have to be meat because the way yeah. you get the soup in the dumpling is you let a bunch of fat congeal to form a, basically a gelatin to make yeah, it you hard. The, the gelatin from like bones and stuff. I, I've, I've seen recipes for how to make it and I've always looked at it and thought that would be a fun project, but... Yeah. That's something that I don't want to commit to doing. Turns <laughs> Just like out, having turns to make out when you jelly. make a when you make a very fatty meat soup and let it sit, it basically solidifies. Yeah. Then you just that put little happen. cubes of you put little cubes of fatty soup in the dumplings, and then when you heat them up, the soup melts. Yeah, that'll happen even like if you just roast a chicken, and if you save the juices, the juices will jellify. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, and I'm sure there are ways to like fake that for a vegetarian version. Like you could put like actual gelatin mix in or something like that, but it's not worth it. Like the 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 taste uh, detriment, like that it would go through, and the like additional work you'd have to do to make that happen. I think I just you know I'm just gonna have to resign myself to never having soup dumplings. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I, you could use like agar agar, but I don't know if that reliquifies as readily as as like collagen gelatin does i don't know this is a this is a big digression and i don't mind it but <laughs> we should yeah if we, we want to steer ourselves back on track <laughs> yeah all right well i can talk about uh, cooking all day yeah let's uh let's talk about a game though because we played a very cool game this time around and uh, i'm excited to talk about it yeah this time we played uh oxen free which is a game by Night School Studio, 
It came out in oh this I don't I don't have this memorized. January 2016. Uh, yes. I knew it's been a while, but yeah. So it's yeah, been so out a almost, while. I've almost almost five years. I guess it's it's just... like it's very nearly Basically the five year five. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good timing. Um, and the original, uh, I know this because I was just looking up, the original game came out January of 2016, and then the patch uh, slash update that introduced uh, the the better, well, quote-unquote better, the New Game Plus ending uh, came out in May of that year. So January, February, March, April, May. So there was like five months where the first round ending is just the end of the game. Huh, I must have played it like right after that patch came out then because I played it, I think I played it in like late 2016. Yeah. Mid to late. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I had some some friends who were like, oh, yeah, we played that. And then we were like, huh, this is like a weird ending. Is there is there more? And we looked it up and there wasn't. And so and I'm like, yeah, no, eventually there was. <laughs> and I I did not. Uh, I did not end up having time to play through a second time, so I just have the like V one ending. So we'll have to we'll have to talk about both sequences, I guess. Yeah, it's mostly the same. You didn't miss a whole lot, so. Yeah. All right. So what what genre would you put this game in? So I was um, trying to blame it to my roommates earlier. Yeah. And I absolutely couldn't. I just told him it was a me game, and he sort of got it. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Because it's a little bit, it's a little bit puzzle game. It's a little bit psychological horror. It's a little bit walking simulator, uh, or like maybe visual novel. It's like a lot of. Yeah. It's a little bit adventure game, maybe. The irony here is, like, I kind of wanted to like say it's like a feel good game. <laughs> Well, In it can way. be a feel-good game. It can be. Sometimes. Did did either of you um get the ending where you just piss off and alienate all of your friends? No, I saw there no. was an achievement for that, though. I, I've never done that, and I was thinking, like, maybe I should do that this time. But it's... Even if it's a video game, even if it's fake, I feel I feel so bad doing that. Yeah. Like, being being a dick. I've heard that, it, that you get a lot of really funny dialogue if you... um if you are just an asshole to everybody, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, yeah, no, so the, it's, so for, the game involves, uh, like, you're, you're trapped on an island with three friends, four friends, um, and you are, there's a whole mystery, which we'll get into, um, but the way you interact with your friends determines not what happens at the ending, but sort of like the the context of the ending, the like who who lives, who dies, who gets together type uh, outcomes, even though the main story is always the same. Yeah, so you can be nice to everybody. One of the characters is your uh, new stepbrother who you've just met now for the first time this night. Um, so like you can either you know, be become friends with him or you can have a bad relationship with him. You have two friends who are like they have crushes on each other, so you can either get them together or not. And then you have one friend who's like kind of a bitch um, because she dated your brother who died a few years ago. 
and you can either you know and she sort of like un unjustifiably blames you for his death yeah yeah clarissa was i have a hard time like understand i, I mean i guess not really maybe it's just me but it's like it, it's so hard for me to relate to that kind of like it's directionless a, anger yeah it's I a like thing like <laughs> you would carl <laughs> Um, it's one of those things where, like, I I get it in terms of, like, a, you know, motivation, but it's not, yeah. it's nowhere, like, in my worldview some way I would ever, like, behave or take things. Yeah, like, because it's, I, I, I can I, see why it's a thing, but it's, it's hard to relate to it. Yeah, it's like she's sad and angry and probably feels really guilty for not having been there when he died because she could have been and probably thinks like that maybe there was something she could have done if she had been there and because you were there she like blames you in proxy for not doing the thing that she wishes she could have done yeah i guess i guess when it comes down to it i i see it as it's a pretty selfish way of dealing with grief because yeah like she is grieving certainly but i mean of course alex is grieving because it's her it's her brother who died yeah so yeah Anyway, so yeah, you um you go to the this island. You take the ferry to this island, um, and there's supposed to be like a big rager party, end of the school year party of all the juniors, um, like sneak onto this beach after the island is closed after the last ferry takes off, and they just like drink and party uh, all night on the beach, except <laughs> except not very many people show up. There's just like the five of you. Um, yep. the, so the the in-game main... explanation is that someone else had a party last weekend and a bunch of people got caught, like TPing the school afterwards. So uh, they're all grounded. Um, yeah. So the the characters are you play as Alex, who's just sort of this. She's a little bit of a blank slate girl because you can kind of make her however you want. You can make her like enthusiastic or sort of sullen. Um, but you know, pretty typical teen. You have her. Um, her new stepbrother Jonas uh, who's like a little bit like clearly uneasy with having just moved to a new place and like wants to get along with people but is like unsure of himself so far also was apparently arrested in the past maybe unclear um, yeah he was in, he was in juvie yeah that's some dialogue you can get later uh yeah well so i asked him about it and he said don't believe everything you hear so i have no idea um there's there's one part where you you split up the party and if you pick jonas instead of picking someone else he'll he'll bring it up just to be like hey look i don't want i don't want you to like hear anything else about this so here's what okay. happened so what is the story so, so the story is it was right after his mom had died or maybe it was right before his mom had died i think he said his mom was sick and some one of like some kid was making fun of him or I think threw something at him and he knew it was just a joke, but he just like snapped and beat the crap out of this kid and got sent to juvie yeah. and he felt bad about it like afterwards. Yeah. It's, I like Jonas because Jonas is kind of like the bad boy, like he smokes, he went to juvie, he's yeah. like he's kind of a mystery, but he's not a dick. It's so yeah. easy to have that bad boy character just be an asshole but jonas wasn't i appreciate yeah, no, that he's, he's a pretty all of these characters feel like very realistic teens yeah. like clarissa's oh. maybe a little bit on the like over the top side but 
don't well, know. I well, hmm. To me, they're like way too much, way too mature. <laughs> I don't know that 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 argument that happens in the uh, in the like comms tower at one point, where I'm like, ugh, why are they being such teen boys? Um, yeah. But yeah, so then there is. Oh, ahead, I was go. just gonna say, at the very least, even if they are maybe like a little, a little too wizened for their age, they at least feel like people, and that's yeah. that's something that I feel like a lot of games, a lot of games don't even manage that. So yeah, we're 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 doing good. Yeah, and that's especially important because this game is all dialogue. But we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, then there's Ren. Ren is like your childhood friend who you've known for ages and ages and ages since you were both babies. And he's kind of like, he's sort of the like motor mouth guy who's like, talks to fill silences and is kind of like, a bit doofy. But as, as Alex puts it, he's harmless. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Ren. Uh, like, can be annoying, but like, ultimately means well. Um, uh, then there's Nona, who's like this sort of shy, artsy girl in the big sweater <laughs> kind of archetype. Um, mm -hmm. I like Nona. Nona's just kind of I like, like quiet but sensible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, as we said, there's Clarissa, who is just mean. She's just mean. Um, but she's she, she's yeah, also she's kind of weird. like the implication is that from other people's point of view, she's a little bit of like a manic pixie dream girl. Like she's all she's a little bit wild and she's always like pulling people into doing like fun adventures and like making sure everybody's having a good time, um, except to you because she hates you. Yeah. And you do see a bit of that. There, there are like some flashback sequences where you know your brother is still alive, and they were dating when your brother was still alive. And you do see that like she was a very different person before mm -hmm. before Michael, your brother, died. Yeah. Also, like she seems like a different person to wasn't Nona. Yeah, Nona. I forget names. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Nona, because she and Nona are actually like friends. Yeah, and Nona, Whereas... like, if you go with Nona in the party split, she talks about, like, oh, you know, Clarissa, like, um, you know, like, did this, like, super special thing for me on my birthday to, like, make sure I didn't feel, like, left out. And, you know, like, she's always been, like, really great about, you know, so she's she's apparently, like, can be sweet to her friends. It's just not you. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, um, the achievement for pissing everybody off, by the way, is called "I am the fire starter." <laughs> yeah, which is good. Um, yeah, so everybody comes to the island. There's going to be a party, except there's not because there's only five of you. Um, so, in in search of something to do, you've heard this kind of like weird ghost story about how there's like some creepy sounds that you can hear on a radio if you tune it in at these at certain spots on the island um the island by the way is like very much um this sort of like 
I don't know how to describe this genre. It's it's very true to life of a certain thing in the U.S., which is like these small towns that have a history that they're very proud of. And so they try and, you know, in, in part for out of that pride and in part as like a tourist thing, they try and like learn about the history of our, you know, interesting little town. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there's a, the island is full of these plaques that like talk about the history of the island that you can tune in your radio to a certain frequency and like hear, you know, all, all about like the sinking of the USS Kanaloa and like wh how, when the island was turned into a bird sanctuary and like this museum that almost got uh, made, but then didn't. <laughs> yeah. Which is by the way, that is the main mechanic of the game. You you have a radio and you can like tune into these like guided radio tour things. You can tune into the anomalies. Later you use it to like unlock doors and stuff. So mm -hmm. that's that's the big like hook is yeah. using your radio to do things. Yeah. So you bring the radio in the first place because you heard from that there's like some weird things on the island where if you tune in at certain places you get like super mysterious strange broadcasts um so you're hanging out on the beach there's like really nothing to do because there's only five of you and like clarissa kind of hates you and is egging you on so uh you go instead uh you go off with ren and jonas to a different part of the beach where there's a cave and try to tune into um these like weird people have put put up like weird stone uh like markers where they're where the places are to tune in um and so you tune in at three of the stone markers and that's where the trouble starts yeah it you get like these weird shafts of light and then eventually you get some light further further in the cave and so jonas decides hey i'm gonna go check it out and you kind of are forced to follow him. I don't think you can not follow him. Yeah, you can protest, I mean, but yeah, my my uh, the dialogue I chose. So, um, I guess uh, so, so. Okay, let me finish that thought first. The dialogue I chose there was to be enthusiastic about exploring, so it like wasn't really a thing for me to go back anyway. Um, but side digression to talk about the dialogue system because I think it's super interesting and was probably like one of the earlier games to use this kind of dialogue system, um, which is that the game is fully voice acted and periodically, like as, um, you know, as the scenes are going along, as you're walking along, the characters will be just having conversations. And when a dialogue option, like when it's your turn to speak in conversation, a like a series of dialogue bubbles will pop up around you that are like the things you can say, but they fade over time. So at any point you can just not choose one in order to um, like, just not say anything in that moment in conversation. And it does put a certain like pressure on the proceedings because you have to like if you don't make a decision about what you want to say soon enough like you don't have a chance to sit and think about it you have to say a thing yeah it's it's very like telltale game dialogue yeah it's it's super interesting um and incredibly well done yeah yeah 
There is also an achievement for not picking any of the dialogue options throughout the entire game, um, <laughs> which you can do, which you can do, and still get a pretty good ending. Um, huh. And in some cases, there there were a lot of cases, especially like when I played through it on New Game Plus, where sometimes I just wouldn't say anything because you know it's not going to have a huge impact with anything except outside of you know what relationships you end up having at the end of the game. Um, but a lot of times you you do get a little bit more dialogue from everyone else because if you don't pick it, then you're not interrupting them. Sometimes sometimes you'll interrupt them and sometimes it'll let them run through what they're saying before you speak. But a lot of times you'll get like a little bit extra. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see that. And yeah, like you don't always have like a thing that you really want to say. Like it's a lot of times I would look at the three dialogue options and go like, hmm. I don't think any of those are really like need to be said right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as Carl said, it's very well executed. Um, like there are I... s- sometimes the interruptions are a little bit like feel not great, but most of the time, like the voice acting is really solid and like the, the, the flow of the conversation seems natural. I don't know. It feels good. I will it like, this is the best voice acting I've ever seen in an indie game. Yeah, they, it is really good. Yeah, they, that's probably like, I would say that that feels like the highest production value aspect of the game is the voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, we should, I, I should say now before we get too much further into the plot that like, if you haven't played this game, like this is a really good game, and I highly recommend people play it. And a lot of what makes it good is like the tension of the like mystery and the weird stuff going on. So it, it might be better to play without hearing us spoil it all first. So if this seems at all like something you'd be interested in based on what we've said so far, like go play it before listening to this because it's, it's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a spoiler warning out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So yes. Um, yeah. So you follow, you follow Jonas into the cave. Yeah, and you see, first of all, you see some weird graffiti, uh, see a man about a dog, and then later saw the man but not the dog. Um, you you find Jonas eventually after you kind of wander around a bit, and he's in like a big opening area in the cave. There's some crystals, there's like an antique armoire yeah. that has, there's no explanation for it having been there, but also there's a little like floating triangle up near the ceiling of the cave, so... You do the only thing you can do, which is um, tune your radio. Tune into the radio, and yeah, and it it uh, it makes something happen. You you tune in, and it like opens up a portal, and you get some interesting dialogue from an unknown source. Yeah, and it's 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 creepy because it's coming in over the radio waves, and it's not like one unbroken like just person saying something it's a it's a sentence composed of sound clips of like individual words from very different contexts stitched together it's like an an auditory ransom note i guess yeah yeah it really is and it's it's creepy as hell i really like appreciate that effect a lot Mm -hmm. this game scared me quite a bit but in a way that like it's at least it's not like gory (laughs) Or, you know, like the things that like I find most like unpleasant about horror games were mostly not in this. 
Um, so I was able to cope with it. That's good. Yeah, I forgot that it got as as dark as it does. I was yeah. remembering it being just like kind of moody. But yeah, no, it definitely gets spooky. So I mean, there's people get possessed and there's a lot of there's a lot of jump scares where like lights will flicker and then there's suddenly like something looming in the background for a split second. Um, or there's lots of things where like the screen fuzzes out and like goes through a really fast montage of scary things. And yeah. And also, you know, monsters trying to kill you sort of, but yeah, ghosts, you know, ghosts. Yeah. So, um, after you tune into this like portal uh, anomaly and talk to the ghosts, it's, it's you... cool, by the way, when you, when you tune into the, the triangle, it like spreads these like lasers through the air to two other triangles and it opens like this weird triangular window in the air into like mm -hmm. another space of some kind it's a it's very cool yeah it's a cool effect yeah um and then you just wake up elsewhere like way elsewhere on the island you wake up uh at the foot of a uh old like communications tower and it's just you and jonas you don't know where anybody else is at this point mm -hmm. um so you climb up to the top of the communications tower hey maybe we can radio out for help um, and while you're in there, the phone rings. And so you find that Ren, who Ren, by the way, uh, ate a weed brownie before yeah. he went into the cave. Not a good choice. But uh, so Ren is um, at like a, a way station out in the forest. And then you get another call from Clarissa. Clarissa is at the old um, decommissioned military base. And she's found some like radio comms room. So from here, you just have to pick, you know, who do you go to find first? Yeah. Um, I I went to Ren first. Is Like, does anybody ever not do that? I didn't. No, you went to Clarissa first? That's yeah. right. You said you like Clarissa. Yeah. Also, she sounded distressed. Yeah, she does sound distressed. I went to Ren first on the first playthrough, and I went to Clarissa first on the second playthrough. It doesn't... It doesn't really matter. It does affect like your friends friendship rating at the same time, but you can still get you could still like not have a bad relationship with anyone mm -hmm. if you go to Clarissa first. So Yeah, there's very well not very like there's a few there's few times where like a choice actually matters. Yeah. But like they matter together mm -hmm. like, over all the decisions. Yeah. It's, you can it's screw a up lot like a single decision without. Yeah, which, which is good. It's pretty forgiving in that respect. Um, there, <laughs> there, yeah, there are only a couple places where you can really, really fuck things up for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess we can do well. Like it doesn't really matter. Well, we could yeah, just so do the red one first. Yeah. So you go to you go rescue each of them, and in both cases, like weird shit starts happening as you're as you're going you get start getting caught in what they call time loops they're sort of time loops they're also they're arguably sort of like multi-dimension shifts instead because mm -hmm. like some you know you'll you'll shift into a space where you know like you're 
you're you'll start in, like walking along with Jonas and then it'll shift into a place where like actually there's a campfire in the background and it'll shift into a different spot where like there's a soccer ball and then you shift into one where like Jonas isn't with you and you know so it's not it, it is repeating but it's also like it's a little different each time yeah I think so my theory about that is is and you sort of get to this after like after you've played through it once because at the end it, it loops back to the beginning um but i think what is going on what is going on here is that because alex tuned in to the ghosts and because she's the one who's really like involved with trying to stop them i think it's only alex who is jumping timelines which is why like she's the only one who recognizes when there's a timeline jump she's the one who's like setting out radio transmissions to the past and she's the one who's mostly talking to the ghosts. Yeah, and it know. seems so it seems like um a that Alex has presumably done this a bunch of times because the ghosts do say at one point like you know this never works. Your mm -hmm. plan never works, which implies that it's you know you try the plan multiple times. Um and I get I get the feeling when she's jumping timelines that, like that, that it's it's essentially someone's tuning in, right? Like either she's tuning in the timelines or the ghosts are tuning in the timelines. Yeah. Um, but it, it has that same feeling of a radio dial where you're you're trying you're getting several very similar things and you're sort of just trying to locate the right one on the dial. Mm -hmm. It's a yeah. it's a really nice like. I don't know. All the mechanics in this kind of dovetail together really nicely. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I just, the execution on this is just really solid. I'm a big fan. Yeah, good game. Go play Oxenfree for, for <laughs> real if you haven't. Like, such a good game. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. So you go, you go through the time loops and then you have to, like, turn on a generator. And I think, is that the first time Jonas gets possessed? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Um, there's also there's also the um, when you're kicking the soccer ball around with the ghost. That's the first time. So do you do the generator first? You do the generator first. The soccer ball is in the yeah. next. The yes, next. you're right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so yeah. So there's there's a thing where like Jonas is possessed really briefly, and you can tune the radio to to un get him unpossessed. But like his eyes are glowing red, and it's really creepy and. The art style, by the way, is these like really painted backgrounds with 3D model characters in front of them, but they're small enough that the 3D mm -hmm. modeling doesn't feel like out of out of tune or out of place. Yeah, I like the 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 the, the painting style in the background too. It's yeah, it's gorgeous. It's very like picture booky and kind of impressionistic. It's nice. Yeah. I like the fact that you walk differently going downhill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting touch when a 3D character is walking on a 2D background. There yeah. there are sometimes also if you if you pay attention in like well lit areas, you can like see your shadow like jump a little bit when you when you change planes. <laughs> I caught you. I caught you, game devs. I saw what happened there. Yeah, there's the there's a few little there's like some minor grievances in terms of the controls 
just in the idea that um like there were a lot of places where i would like go to the like to the next part of a pathway and just get stuck and have to like wiggle the character around a little bit to find the part where i could actually move forward like up a staircase or um sometimes i was like too close to the edge of the screen to actually exit and i had to go a little bit away from the edge in order to hit the button um but they they were minor they didn't crop up a ton and they didn't really like spoil the experience in any way I think the biggest issue I ever had was uh, if you're trying to move in a direction, but you're next to a climbing wall and you get sucked onto the climbing wall. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. that always happens in any game, like in any 2D game where you can also <laughs> climb things. Like that's yeah. that just happens every time, no matter what. So yeah, it was nothing that like took you out of the experience. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So you, you turn on the generator, um, you get freaked out by some ghosts. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So then in the second area you get, uh, I think in the first one, it's just a possession. It's not a time loop. Um, in the second one, that's when your first time loop happens. Mm -hmm. There's like a little area with a tent and you're walking by with Jonas, and then as soon as you get to the other side of the screen, it just, like, loops you back. And you can tell uh, that you're in a time loop because it does this sort of, like, TV distortion, like, visual distortion on the scene while you're in there. Yeah, it's like a Uh, VCR tracking error. Yeah. On the tops and bottoms of the screen. So, at least you could tell. Yeah. Um, And you... Uh, you have to go through the loop several times. There's like a ghost that's like kicking a soccer ball and you have to kick a soccer ball back at it. And there's also uh, a a reflection that appears in the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reflection uh, is you. Uh, someone you know. <laughs> yeah, it's Kyla. <laughs> it's Kelso. Or my Actually, other friend so- Mike. Yeah, it's funny. I played this, so I played this one this time because it's on um, the Xbox Live. So I just wanted to like sit on the couch and play it. And this, because I don't like play games with people on console. This was just random people, apparently, yeah. like who were also just on Xbox. But when I played it on Steam, it was people in my friends list who had already played the game. Yeah. Yeah, I had a buddy, and we were talking about it, and he just had randoms. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, I guess if you don't, I mean, I guess if you don't know anyone who's played it, then that's what they would have to do. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so you give, uh, it's it's like, uh, it's a your reflection, but it's like giving you advice about something to do that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, like one of them one, is, it's the like, first one don't... I think is uh, whether or not your brother should, whether or not you should encourage your brother to like break up with Clarissa or to stay with her. Yeah. And it's like, well, my brother died like years ago. So, or like yeah. a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and then you loop again, but this time there are these like big tape decks and you have to get them all spinning, you know, at, at the right speed so that the music matches up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's how you break out of the time loop. So, yeah. 
And yeah, so and those those tape decks make a reappearance each time you get stuck in a time loop. You have to mm -hmm. like wind them at the right speed. There's a lot of stuff in this about sort of old naval technology, like you know World War II era and slightly thereafter. Mm -hmm. um, and they so there's like these old. They're like not just like tape decks. They're like those big tall tape machines that look like cabinets and have a giant reel on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's these, uh, there's all this radio stuff and like radio equipment and broadcasting equipment on the island. And there's, um, gosh, uh, like there's these radio locks, which I don't think is a real technology, but, you know, it feels yeah, like the so World War II era technology. It yeah, it, 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 it's appropriate to the game, at least for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see, and break out of the time loop and then... You go find Ren, I guess, and uh, you find Ren, and then you get caught in another time loop. Uh, and this time, Ren is possessed yeah. by by ghosts. So let's see. I'm trying to remember exactly. I think you have to break out of the time loop first, and then you go find Ren again. And this time, he's like super, super possessed, like glowing yeah. eyes and and mumbling, and floating uh, so, in the air, <laughs> yeah, floating in the air. So you you tune him into the with the radio again, and sort of do your radio exorcism so i have a question do you meet nona before oh yeah you do yes. meet nona i forgot about that yeah but very briefly she like sees you and she's like terrified of you and she's like don't come closer to me how do i know it's you uh implying that she's seen some parallel time stuff too maybe yeah yeah it's also because like like you have the option to tell her about Clarissa? If you do Clarissa first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like how Clarissa jumped out of a, out of a window when possessed? Yeah, I yeah. never said anything about that to anybody else. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not bringing that up. I told Jonas about it because he was there at the time um, and, yeah. and saw it. But uh, yeah, I didn't tell. I did at one point like let it slip that we'd seen Clarissa die, that she had died. But I never like told Nona any of the details because I didn't want to upset her. I told Nona the details. Oh no! <laughs> Why would you do that, Carl? Well, but also like that she wasn't dead. Yeah. Um, probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. how, does, how does Nona react to that? She tries to go look for her, I think. Oh, interesting. Or she wants to go look for her. But I don't know, she ends up in the comm tower anyway. I think yeah, she you, probably always has to. Yeah, you. In, if you haven't been to see Clarissa yet, she's just like really freaked out by you and like something weird has been going on and she's not sure that you, you are really you. Um, and you tell her like, okay, well, you know, if you don't trust me, that's fine. Like we, we still have to go get Ren anyway. Like, why don't you just wait for us in the comm tower and we'll all regroup there together. Um, and so she goes and does that. Yeah. yeah. So you find Ren, you free Ren from his possession. Uh, and then you go to the comm tower and then you have to go uh, and you drop off Ren there, basically. Um, and then you have to go get Clarissa or you've already found Clarissa and you're doing this in the opposite order. But either way. Yeah. So then to go get Clarissa, you have to go to the... Um... Fort, Fort Milner, the old Fort Milner. 
the old decommissioned like army radio communications base yeah and it was uh it was a yeah it's army or navy navy i think um but it's it was a it was a school yeah. it was a radio communication mm -hmm. school where they like taught people like signal stuff and comm stuff it also mm -hmm. has like the like largest radio tower in the western u.s or some some like little claim to fame the comms tower is like really huge okay so um so yeah you you climb up onto this i think it's a water tower uh and you you get the ghosts and they're saying you know do do you want to play a game which is super ominous <laughs> yeah the serial <laughs> killers say that right like that's that's yeah. only said by serial killers <laughs> i think that's literally saw um, yeah but <laughs> Yeah, they, they unlock one of the doors um, and you go through and you, you, you're you sort of, you're hearing Clarissa. Um, and she sounds kind of fumbling around with, Like Alex mentioned, yeah, she like, she like she doesn't sound like herself. Time. Yeah. Um, so you, you're making your way through Fort Milner and you get into, you get locked into a room with Jonas uh, with like a blackboard. And with a bunch of creepy um, handprints on it. Yeah. You you tune in there again, and basically the the ghosts show up and sort of quiz you on like local history about the island and about I think so. The questions are like, what do they call codes? They call codes cookies, which is just like a dialogue bit that you find mm -hmm. uh, earlier on. Yep. Um, like what what do they call this place on the island? It's you know the the radio communication school, uh, and how many officers died on the USS Canloa? Which is eighty five, I think. Yep. yep. Eighty five like and ninety ninety two souls or something. Yeah, or like ninety seven souls or something like that. Yeah, but it's eighty five yeah. officers. Um, and then Jonas gets possessed again, <laughs> which is which is really exhausting. Yeah, really, so really to... seriously this time. Like not just yeah. little glowing eyes, but like the whole rising into the air and contorting and like not pleasant. <laughs> yeah, threatening, etc. Yeah. Um, so you, you de-ghost him again and you continue on your way. You gotta go find Clarissa. I thought you there was going to be a, I thought there was going to be an achievement for getting all the questions right. Um, I, I failed the third one, um, but Huck played a, a piece of it and he got all three of them right. And there doesn't seem to be an achievement for getting all the yeah, questions not. right. Yeah, there's not. Which is just as well, because that's like one of the few things you kind of can't go back and do. Yeah. Um, also, why does the ghost have like a southern pop quiz? The there's an implication in one of uh, the letters that you get later on that um, the ghosts are reduced to this like uh, emotionally childlike state by their predicament. Um, so they they think in terms of like games because they they're these they're kind of childlike. Um, but you know, that's, that's one explanation, I guess. Yeah, who knows? Um, let's see. So, so yeah, you, you kind of like you go further in and you, you kind of like see what appears to be Clarissa going into a room. Uh, but the room is locked. So let's see what do you, you have to just like go upstairs and turn on the power. But then I think Jonas goes into the room and you're locked out of the room and Jonas is on the other side and he can't hear you. Um, you have another one of those weird mirror episodes where you see yourself in a mirror and you give yourself more advice later on. Yeah, I think that was the one where I got 
uh, I got you you for the first time through yeah. my game. I was like, oh, it's Kelso. Hey. Um, and then you get the door open and you get into another time loop. So first you go in and think Clarissa's not there. And then you loop again and Clarissa is like, has like hanged herself from the ceiling. Uh, and then I think you break out of the loop and you go back in and Clarissa is there and she jumps out of the window. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is post time loop. So you're like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Shit's popping off now. Um, so you go back down. Do you do anything with the radio? I think you, you can use the radio at this point. Um, right? yeah, I it's, don't I, I don't think like you pretty much finding Clarissa was like your goal here, but, <clears throat> oh, you talk about the radio and they're like, oh yeah, this isn't the sort of radio that can broadcast out. This radio only broadcasts like locally on the island. So it's not really useful to us, unfortunately. Yeah, um, there's in, in the second playthrough, there's another loop where you can use the radio and I'll, I'll we can get differences with the. Uh, there's yeah, like one the big difference in the new game plus, um, but that yeah. that that factors in here. So yeah, you go back downstairs and Clarissa is not where she landed. Yeah, so body is not there. Good, I guess that implies she's not dead. I guess. Yeah, it has, it has <laughs> some it has some troubling implications, but also I guess maybe she's not dead. So good. Yeah, that's. I was like surprised that they that they latched onto oh it's great clarissa's not dead when that's the opposite of what i would have latched onto uh i would have been far less optimistic about the body has moved but yeah you know. well so so in the dialogue at least that i had at the time uh alex is optimistic that she's not dead jonas is like she's dead right that's the word for what happened she's clearly dead she could not have survived that fall yeah it's, yeah, you know. Um, so from there, you go back to the radio tower to reunite I, with... Wait, what? It doesn't really matter, but, like, didn't say they say they used low-frequency radio, and that's why they couldn't transfer very far? I don't remember. I don't re yeah, I don't remember what the, the exact that's... explanation was. I don't know why I left Sean to that, but, like, that's the opposite, right? <laughs> I don't there's a lot of stuff here that's like doesn't actually that's like not historically accurate like the uh the men and women of the Kanaloa like it, it's a thing that you don't actually have mixed gender submarine crews um yeah. you only have single gender submarine crews and there was a thing about like someone being drafted into a submarine crew when you can't you can only volunteer for submarine crews you can't actually be drafted onto one um uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of like little things that are actually not yeah. very accurate. Oh, that that reminded me. It, this is like kind of weirdly an appropriate Christmas game um, for a very oblique reason. I don't know if if either of you have heard about this, but there's a concept in in the American Navy of uh, submarines that are still on patrol. I've yeah, Huck was telling me about that. Like when when a, when a submarine is lost at sea, they say that all the crew is listed as still on patrol. Mm -hmm. So every like every Christmas, I guess there's you know a a general like communication that goes out to all the submarines that are truly out on patrol, um, saying you know hey happy holidays, um, hope you stay safe out there. We're thinking about you. But that that greeting, that wish 
also gets extended to all of the submarines that are still on patrol. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I kept thinking about that, <laughs> that like Christmas dead submariner reading um, yeah. while, while I was going around this island, um, getting harassed by temporal and dimensionally displaced uh, submarine crew. Submariners, yeah. As yeah. spoilers, as we will learn momentarily, these are uh, these are some of the dead folks from the Canaloa. Yeah. Um, I think so you, you kind of well, you don't know it at that point, but you kind of suspect it. Yeah, I mean, you can you can figure. Honestly, actually, no. It took me a long time to figure out. By this point, I like. I, I was thinking like, oh, there's some kind of weird extra dimensional eldritch gods who are just like, you know, they, they hear our radio waves. So the only like frame of reference they have to communicate with us is this like naval stuff, because that's like where all, you know, all the radio waves they got. So it took me like until it was pretty much spelled out for me to get it. Yeah, I don't remember when exactly, because I remembered from the last playthrough. So I didn't, I don't remember when exactly I got it, but. Yeah, it's 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 strongly hinted, but it's not really spelled out for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, then you you go back to the radio the radio tower. Uh, Ren and Nona are there. Uh, Ren eats another brownie because you've always got one friend who's just gonna do that kind of stupid shit. <laughs> um, and there's a big argument, at which point you can split up the party. Uh, Ren and Jonas are really at each other's throats so you can either well the plan becomes um, we're going to go to the Adler house Maggie Adler is a woman who lived on the island for forever recently died mm -hmm. um, but she probably has a boat is the thinking mm -hmm. and there's probably a key to her house in the parks office because Ren's old sister used to work he, she would deliver uh, Ms. Adler's mail. So we got to go to the park's office, get the key, go to the Adler mansion, get the boat. So yep. you can split up the party again. You could either go with Ren or Jonas or uh, Nona. That's her name. Yep. Yeah. And it's the, the, the party split happens in the midst of the two boys are having a fight because Ren ate a second brownie and Jonas is like, that is incredibly stupid when we're like, there's mysterious horror shit going on. Why the fuck would you do that? Um, and you know, they, they, and like, he kind of I takes mean, a little Ren too is far. Also being, yeah. Ren is also being really antagonistic though. I think he calls him caveman yeah. Jonas. Yeah. Uh, at some like, point. Like really unearned like, they're, they're, too. <laughs> yeah. Like they're really both unearned. being, they're both um, being unreasonable jerks to each other, basically. Um, and so they're, they're there's a, boys. yeah, there, there's a big fight. And then you get to choose like, okay, you have to go to town because you're the one with the radio. Who are you going to take with you? And I picked Nona because I'm like, fuck these boys. T calm the fuck down. I don't want to listen to you guys argue. I'm going with Nona. Yeah, did the same. I, I picked Nona the first time, and I think I stuck with Jonas the second time. That's where that's where I got the dialogue about how he went to Juvie. Mm. So, but yeah, you yeah you. I, I mean, this is this is like honestly the best, the only really opportunity you have to do anything with Nona. Um, yeah, 
So, you know, there, you might, there might well be a it. little one. Is there one later? There was a dialogue option that popped up really fast and then disappeared that I didn't get a chance to click on. Um, when you split into two teams again later on where uh, there's an option where you say, but I've been hanging out with Jonas all night. Um, that So I don't think that doesn't, there might be a second option there, but uh, that I, I picked that one accidentally the second time I was playing because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> and I saw there was an option. I was like, oh, 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 so I just I picked that one, and Jonas got a little mad at me, but I ended up sticking with him anyway. And okay. Ren and Nona yeah. went to the. So I don't. I also picked that option, option, and then you get like a second option to say further, but I missed to answer in time, so I'm not sure. Okay, so yeah, maybe so you, might be able you to can split it up again. Yeah, maybe you can split it at that point, but it's a lot harder. This is the the more obvious set. Also, for yeah. Story purposes, I I'm not sure you should be able to. Yeah, it would make because he gets like more and more possessed, and they talking about how easy it is to. It yeah, gets easier to possess him. You do oh, get a big yeah. more dump there. Yeah, um, that's fair. Well, but presumably everybody is being successively more and more possessed, so maybe that could apply to anyone. But also, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, you pick whoever you picked and you go down to the park's office. And uh, instead of finding, well, you find Clarissa. You find Clarissa there first. And Clarissa like seems like she has been pretty much fully taken over. Like yeah. she's talking a lot more coherently than anyone else when they're possessed. Yeah, she and falls off about a how, you know, lamp post and then gets up and <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, and yeah, and you try to you try like, to tune her in, but you can't. Like she she doesn't let yeah. you. And she kind of zoops you into not quite a time loop, but she basically everybody gets teleported to the main street, and there's like a big bonfire there, like it was when you were around the beach. I don't think we mentioned you play it like a a really mean round of truth or dare on the beach at the very beginning. Yeah. So it's it's that again, and she she asked you about like. Why, why did you let your brother die or something to that effect yeah and that becomes like a big emotional like it wasn't my fault there was nothing i could do and she's yeah so the, the still implication being a bitch is, about it. yeah the implication is or the the story is that um because uh her brother was leaving to go to school um she like they were having a like going away bash for him and they came out to the island and they were all hanging out together on the beach and Clarissa went to like go get a drink from the um the you know like the one of the little places in town and uh during that time Michael I guess went swimming like went into the water and drowned um and so Clarissa blames Michael blames her for like not saving Michael which is like she was, you know, she's a teenager. She's not going to be able to save, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not a very reasonable thing. Carissa is also a teenager. It's true. And, and uh, like, it could be like, well, maybe she doesn't blame her, but like, it comes out of as blaming her. Yeah, she's she's basically just has a lot of like anger and distress and takes it out on Alex. Yeah. Um, so I think that's most of what happens. 
I think. Yeah, I actually then, rolled some of the later bit into that, but yeah. Yeah, no. I think then then you do actually manage to tune her out, right? Or she no, just she disappears. just disappears. Yeah, she just disappears. She vanishes. There's a lot of that. A lot of like characters getting teleported around, uh, mm-hmm. just by ghosts. So you know, <laughs> you kind of come to expect it. Um, so she disappears, and you go into the park's office. You just kind of bust down the door, yeah. uh, and um, you find not a key to the Adler Estate, but you find another radio, and you find out about the radio locks. They would like tune the radio to a frequency to unlock doors. Yep, and it's uh, it's it's a special radio that has that has more frequencies than the original radio you came with. Which is basically how mm-hmm. they gate the second half of the game in terms of the puzzles. <laughs> so you can't open any of the yeah. doors until you get a radio that can go with those frequencies. Yeah. Um, and you also <laughs> find a letter from Margaret Adler saying, you know, basically like the entire history of this island is a lie. And I, I know the truth. And I've basically been keeping it a secret in order to keep people safe. I feel bad about it. Um, and she has hidden other letters around town in like little secret caches so if you go into a zone and you tune your radio to uh, 140.1 you'll get a little signal telling you um where where the letter's hidden so there's yeah. like a dozen letters, and the letters are the letters are pretty easy to find like they're yeah. not that's that's of the scavenger hunts that's the easier one yeah um yeah, I guess we haven't been talking about the anomalies at all. There are uh, little stone markers around the island, like the ones on the beach, that are kind of, they're like not exactly hidden. Like you can see them, but they don't call attention to themselves. They're pretty subtle. Um, mm-hmm. So if you find there's 13 of them, no, 12 of them on the island, and uh, there's 13 letters and 12, 12 anomalies. And if you find them and tune into them, you get, weird radio garbage um which is uh, most of which is part of an arg apparently um yeah i did a little bit of digging into this before the podcast but there's a whole arg attached to a lot of the radio signals in the game uh, and like the morse code and whatnot so yeah i i read a little bit about that as well but i didn't i didn't like fully dig into it so yeah i think it might just have been about like a content update for the game or something game about tuning into radios of course it's going to be an arg yeah right right? (laughs) yeah you can't not do that yeah actually i think i initially found out about it when i when i was googling to see because like you find the morse code station pretty early on and i was like what is that like is that something is that just a dumb little easter egg and i found the whole like arg rabbit hole i'm like i'm not i'm not going any further into this yeah that's (laughs) not what i'm here for thanks though yeah exactly um so, yeah, from there, I think you just, no, you go to the Adler Estate and you meet up with Ren and Noda there. Yeah, okay. the Adler Estate is a little bit your tutorial on how to use the radio lock thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, during this whole time, they, it's like sort of a conflict that like they kind of bring up the concept of leaving without Clarissa. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I don't think anyone's pushing that idea. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically it's like, well, yeah, like, we're going to find a boat, and then I guess if the boat works, then we can go find Clarissa. Like, we're not 
Yeah. Well, I think I think someone says like, well, we're gonna find a boat and we're gonna get out of here. And Nona's like, uh, but my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I think it probably how that plays out um, depends on uh, like what dialogue options you choose. Um, I chose. I I told everybody like we should go find Clarissa next because I really wanted to go find the Adler letters. I didn't want, and I wanted to make sure we didn't leave right away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that is like the idea is like okay, we we are maybe about to find a way out, but also Clarissa is still on the island somewhere, probably alive, maybe possessed. Like we don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but they're like, all right, well, let's just see if there even is a boat here, and you know, like we'll figure it out then. So you go yeah. into the Adler house. Um, there is a boat out front, but it doesn't have, it's a motorboat and it needs keys. So you break into the Adler house, um, using the like little radio lock system again. Uh, and then you have another encounter, uh, with Jump Clarissa. Yeah. That God, this is one me. of, this one's really upsetting. <laughs> this whole sequence. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Clarissa's there, but she is possessed like real hard she actually doesn't seem to be at the very beginning but like you're like oh there's no way clarissa's here and got past two radio locks and like is not possessed <laughs> right like you can you can ask her about it she'll say that she climbed over the fence and broke a window to get into the house really um, so i i yeah. asked <clears throat> i said how, like how is it like you you got past like the radio like how'd you get past the radio lock and my character says like it seemed like there was no way that you could have like that anyone could have climbed that mm -hmm. gate and she says something evasive like well clearly it is possible because here i am um where it's like oh yeah that's true I took that as she I took that as she did climb the gate, but she will you can't get both of them on the same playthrough, but she will also say, like if you ask her how she got in the house, she will say she like busted a window and got in. But yeah, but you don't see again, any broken who windows. Knows. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah. So it turns out uh she is actually quite possessed. Um a big warning sign is the like a lot of dialogue options telling you like stay away from Clarissa or yeah 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 there's an there's one of the options i picked was like okay but keep an eye on her and like make sure she doesn't do anything right like like alex yeah. is pretty suspicious yes um and then the the oh i guess do you go you go into the attic first right before before clarissa does her weird thing yeah yeah you go into the attic I think you unlock the um, the chest. You, yeah, you go into the attic and there's a chest. It's locked. So then you have to go downstairs and find the combination. And then you go back up, unlock the chest. There's, I think, what do you find? You find like there's, a, there's an the old There's the keys wheel? to the motorboat. There's the keys to the motorboat. And yeah, I think that's actually like maybe more it. of the, yeah. I think there's oh, like, like another, another letter from her or something like that. Yeah, like a letter and more of those like canisters that she put the notes in. But then you go downstairs and Clarissa has her big, big scary moment. Yeah. Where she basically like does the the evil, uh, like cackling maniacal villain 
cape swirling thing of we're going to possess your friends and your friends are going to be like our vessels through the rest of life. We're going to escape. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she, she does a little game with you where you have to like, it's a scavenger hunt to find things in the house. And if you don't find them in time, she like teleports away one of your friends. Oh, is that what happens? I Yeah. I got them all right, so... I yeah, so like I, uh, I I got the first one wrong because I like I wasn't quite sure like how the game worked yet, um, and like she just basically like disappeared, Nona, <laughs> and it was like oh fuck. Oh, I got the second one wrong because I couldn't hear what she said, um, and uh, Jonas got disappeared. Yeah, I assume it's one person per question. Yeah, like but I, I like. I was wondering if it was like in order. I don't know. Or one question related to one person, which it seems to be. Yeah. 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 So the, there's like the question is like find something that gives radiation and you have to go to the TV. There's find a knot. You have to go to the like Celtic knot painting in the study. And then there's like find a memory and you have to go to the painting in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she does her big, like, mustache twirling, cape yeah. swishing. So, yeah, so the implication, what you learn here is that the, based on the letters from um, Adler, you learn that the ghosts are the crew of the Canaloa, um, which sank because, and part of this is like you learn here, and part of this you learn through collecting the letters later. But the Canaloa sank because there was this... Um, I don't know, it was like this experimental uh, nuclear device on board. Uh, and most people didn't even know that the sub was out there because it was like a secret project. And so a distress call came in from it, but it was garbled. And it, um, the Maggie, who was on comms at the time, interpreted it as a, an attempt to signal jam, as an attack, basically. So she recorded it with what the guidebook said to do for a signal jam attempt, which was like uh, scout it and then bomb if necessary. And so the Canaloa got bombed by friendly fire from a nearby destroyer and sank. And but because I guess the, the explanation is because of their weird experimental nuclear device on the sub, like they didn't actually die. They got like weirdly shunted into a parallel dimension somehow and trapped there. <laughs> And so their their whole thing is they're trying to come back to this world um, by like using the radio frequencies to possess people. <clears throat> and Maggie and her friend Anna had been trying to stop it back in the day, and they tried. The voices had tried to possess Anna, but they did it like they did it too fast, and they ended up killing her. So with you, they're like, you know, we think we have the hang of this now, and we can take you guys over. But like as long as we do it gradually. Um, they have this metaphor of like we will soak into you like sunlight becoming part of a flower or something like that Yeah. Um, and they're like okay basically you have until dawn and then we take over have fun <laughs> and you're like well shit yeah so I guess your next objective becomes like we gotta go back to the cave and see if we can like close the rift tune, tune them out or whatever 
Yeah, because because uh, Ma- Maggie was working on some like how the fuck do I get rid of these things stuff. So that was like her idea was like I think if you go to the cave and go into the rift and tune it from the other side, you can close it. it was basically mm-hmm. her her idea. Yeah, but the snag here is that uh, the cave conveniently caved in uh, earlier in the evening, presumably after everybody got teleported out or before yeah. during yeah, probably, at some point got probably by the ghosts to prevent this very thing from happening yes so now what you have to do is you have to you there's a like a like a bomb shelter a bunker of some sort on the island you have to figure out how to get it open which again ties into these radio locks you have to go to uh, a way station the catbird station use the radio lock to open that and open the bunker and that leads back into the cave so that's like your next thing to do uh so let's see so ren and nona go i don't and we don't know if you can split up the party in a different way but at least for us ren and nona um went and waited by the bunker you and jonas go to the catbird unlock it uh and and even more fucky shit <laughs> goes on when you go on your way to the Catbridge station, you um, you have a hallucination of Ren drowning, uh, on like in way down at the bottom of the ocean. Um, further on, you is this yeah, where, you when s- when do you have your first like time travel moment? Um, somewhere probably slightly before this, actually. Um, you definitely have the sequence here with like Nona, where um, she you see Ren dead in like three different ways in quick mm-hmm. su- succession in a time loop. Yeah, um, and you you know you you confront the ghosts a little bit in one of the in like the power generation like relay house, and uh, they're like we know that like it's almost time because we can talk through Jonas like for way longer now than we used to be able to, and. Um, so, you know, you're almost out of time. And here's where there's the line. They say, like, we know you're the leader. We also know that your plan doesn't work because it never works. Um, mm-hmm. Which implies, you know, this is because of the time loop fuckery that, like, you, you've you actually tried this a bunch of times. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, there are some, there are, it, there is a first flashback sequence somewhere hereabouts where you actually like flash back into the past. I think it's actually while you're walking around with Nona that you flash back into the past the first time. Oh yeah, that, um, that sounds right. And uh, yeah, so you basically get to see the last day that you spent with your brother on the island and like have a conversation with him and stuff. Yeah, And it's and nice Clarissa. and kind of sad. Yeah. You you go to the island with your brother, and Clarissa is also there because he forgot that he promised to spend time with both of you on the same day. So he yeah. just ended up spending time with both of you, and you you do see that like Clarissa's uh, a lot softer around the edges mm-hmm. back in this time when she was dating your brother. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of just a brief aside, um, and then you come back to the present, and you do all the stuff. You get to the Catbird Station, and then I think on your way back from the Catbird Station, you have the second 
flashback to when it's just you and Michael and he's like going up to one of the statues on the island trying to get a, a picture for a history project. And mm -hmm. he's talking about, you know, wanting to move away, why he wants to move away, and, you know, other relatives that they had who had done so. Uh, I think that's it. There might be a third one. Because there's the one where you talk about how you stole a car accidentally. And I can't remember if that's a third flashback. I think, that, I think that starts, the... I think that's the start of this one. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so you're getting these like very real flashbacks of your brother. Um, and then you you get the bunker open and you meet up with everyone in the bunker. And it, it, it does the whole like, uh, you know, make sure... Make sure there's nothing else you want to do before. Yeah, the very kind, like, hey, here's the point yes. of no return in the game. <laughs> like, if you still wanted to find all the anomalies or Adler letters, like, last chance. Yeah, this is also where you find out. Yeah, this is also Sorry, where you find that? out. Time to copy your save file. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. This I is also where you, where you find out whether or not Ren and Nona got together, because they'll be talking about it when you come back. Um, if they have started dating, so there, like I don't I know, understand I mean, how not to do that. Yeah, same. I was just gonna say that. Like, I don't feel like I did anything in particular to try to get them together. So I, kind I don't of feel like I did the opposite to get them together. I was I was sort of looking at it because I I I had the same experience. I guess there are three points where you can talk to Nona, and if you don't talk to Nona at any of those points, then they won't get together. Um, also, if if you take Nona with you to Main Street, in addition to not talking to her at those three points, then they won't get together. But it seems like it's really difficult to not get them to date because I've never, I've never not gotten them together. Um, yeah. Also, it but, shows like statistic at the end and like most people yeah. get them to date. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to really be trying to not to not get them together. Maybe the like um, awful jerk route doesn't get them together. Yeah, that probably. And I would it. say like a lot of the ending stuff. I didn't feel like I did much to contribute to that. Yeah, like okay, I guess that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's one big thing that you can do at the end. Um, which I'll talk about later. But other than that, most of them, if you're doing the nice ending, you'll get a certain set of outcomes. And if you're doing the not nice gameplay, then you'll get, you know, a completely separate set of outcomes. But yeah. it seems like it's it's mostly tied to that. Um, so yeah, so then you you go down the ladder and Ren and Nona disappear. So it's just you and Jonas you get to a door well you get through you get into another time loop mm -hmm. and on the big like tape thingy jonas mentions again he's mentioned several times like he keeps hearing this melody that reminds him of his mom and so he asks you know can i just can we just look at this please for a second yeah you're not actually in a time loop at this point um they they actually remark on like it's weird to see one of these things outside of a time loop isn't it um, it's just a big like tape decky type thing that's there, and then when you go to open the lock, the tape deck starts glowing, and it's like, yeah. oh shit. Yeah, yeah. Some some of it's in a time loop, some of it's not. But you, um, you, I mean, I always let Jonas uh, 
deal with the tape deck and try to talk yeah. to his mom. You you told me to do that. The shade of you told me to do that, and I yeah. I regretted that action. <laughs> so it works out. I, I think guess. that's I think that's part of like the becoming friends with Jonas at the end is like where you let him do it. It does disappear him. Yeah, but it, he gets it works vanished. Yeah, no, it, it does disappear him, but it works out okay in the end. But I think I think if you didn't let him do that, then he would like harbor resentment at you, I think is what it comes down to. Maybe. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So he The yeah, advice you, you I gave was this... don't let jo- Jonas talk to his mom. <laughs> That's the advice I gave as well. <laughs> well, also, because I got it. I felt like I didn't or I shouldn't let him talk because you told me not to. And, uh, well, I kind of, like, didn't want to, but also I kind of wanted to tune in, and I didn't realize, like, when the stopping point for that was. Mm, Because I wasn't clear that you could just move forward. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like the obvious thing to do. Like, it's, it's not, it's optional, but it's, like, very focused. So it's like you really have to make a an, a definitive decision to not do the thing in order to leave. Yeah. And I feel like most people playing a game, you know, the entire game has taught you when a thing happens, you tune the radio. So like I feel like most people will end up disappearing Jonas. Yeah, I was but like ah shit. Again, it it ends up being fine. I mean, I guess, I guess if you don't let Jonas tune in, what does he get like trapped on the other side with you? I don't know. Or how does that work? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I tuned it in. I got him disappeared because you told me to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, he comes back, so it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. You you go into the cave and you basically confront the ghosts. Via Clarissa. Um, Via Clarissa. Yeah. Clarissa's there taunting you as always. Um, you you tune in to the anomaly portal, whatever, um, and it it teleports you basically outside of time and space. Uh, yeah. And specifically, it teleports what... you to the bottom of the ocean where the USS Canaloa is. Yeah, um, and basically based on what. Maggie Adler had said in her letters is, you know, she thinks that if you close the portal while you're on the other side of the portal, then it will seal everyone away, including yourself. But, you know, you got to make sacrifices, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's... Does Maggie say that at some point, or is it just the ghost say that? The ghost says that, but it's a it's not an unreasonable assumption because you are on the other side of the rift. And so if you are closing it, would make sense that you would get stuck there. Um, so it's unclear. But Ma- yeah, Maggie just says, like, go through, tune the rift, you know, tune in, and that should close the rift. And that's all she says. So if she knew the implication that you would get stuck there, she didn't say it. Right. Um, so yeah, you you basically do that. Um and I think you that's had it. the you... option. You had the option here and in a point before, where the the ghosts say like, "Hey, 
we're li- willing to let bygones be go- bygones and just let you leave if you agree to just leave us Clarissa. <laughs> like, leave Clarissa yeah. here and go. Uh, and it's fine. And we won't do anything to anybody else. We promise. Um, and I don't know, like, what happens if you choose that route. I mean, I kind of looked up some things. And if you tell people about it, they're going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. But, but can you do that? Can you leave Clarissa behind and just leave? I don't think you can do that at that point. I think can you, you can. At, th- like, at this point, at the at end? The end. Mm-hmm. At the end, you can kill Clarissa. Um, does, like, does that mean you don't get stuck in the time loop if you do that? I'm not sure. I never... No, I, um... I think she's not in the ending and people don't know of, of anything about her. Or remember anything. Hmm. Yeah. I assume, I have to assume that you still get stuck in the time loop regardless, because that seems like a fundamental part of the first round ending. Yeah. Um, yeah probably. But I, it would be interesting to see what that ending looks like. Yeah. So there is, during that sequence, there's like a, which I assume is the way you abandon Clarissa, there's like a red rift that opens up, that they open up for you, where they're like, go, like, get, you know, get on there, get out of here, leave us Clarissa, you can still survive, um, but you have to, like, you have to stay here and not, not tune the rift close, <laughs> or you have to, you have to get out of here and not tune the rift close. Um, right. So I don't know, I assume that you can do that, I assume that is a valid option, but of course I tried to be the hero and stay and <laughs> close the rift. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. And uh, and then you have a so then after that it takes you to like a dream sequence basically, mm-hmm. um, where you're back in your house where you're you and you're talking to you you go through a bunch of places you get stuck in the rift and you go first you go to like every spot where someone gave you advice and you get to give advice. Um. And then you end up in your old house and you're talking to Michael about like whether he wants to go to school or whether he wants to like stay and pursue his relationship with Clarissa. Yeah. And you, you can give him advice. That, on you find he out that he and Clarissa are basically talking about like eloping kind of like he so doesn't moving go, in together. Go yeah. 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 I mean, Clarissa's like your age. I, I think Clarissa's like a year or two younger than Michael. So she's yeah. your age. So she, it's unclear as to whether or not she would just be like dropping out of high school mm-hmm. um, or what, but that's like sort of their big plan. And you can either encourage him or discourage him. So this is like, or just let him thing. make his own choice either way. Yeah. This is like the the big thing. If you have an option where like the, the last option basically is like Michael says, you know, Hey, look, I just, you know, if I'm going to do this with Clarissa, like, I just, I really, I don't want to do it without your blessing. Please, you know, just say what you think. And you can tell him that you want him to stay. And if you tell him that you want him to stay, then there will no be, there will not be like a, you know, a last going to hang out with Michael on the island, go swimming thing. Michael doesn't die. Yeah. It's, you, you so. literally change the past because he has no reason to see you off. So he has no reason to yeah. go to the island, so he has no reason to go swimming, so he doesn't die. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up. Which is, yeah, you wake up back on the ferry, uh, headed back towards the mainland. 
And Did you guys save Michael? Hmm? I saved him the second time. I saved him the first time, uh, partially by accident. Like I did not realize that that was what was going to happen. I didn't think it was possible to save him. I was just like trying to provide good big sister advice, which was basically, or not big sister, little sister advice, which was basically like, you know, I'm not the boss of you, do what you want. I just went like, yeah, go with Clarissa, she seems fine. <laughs> yeah. Um... And it's it's interesting to me because you can you can save Michael but not have him stay with Clarissa. You could have them broken up, but Michael's still alive, hmm, which is an interesting. interesting one. I didn't do that, but I figure if you're going to go all in, you're going to go all in on. So I've read that you can get like Clarissa and Jonas together. I could see that there were a few dialogue options where I'm like, I could try and set the two of them up here, but. Huh. I didn't realize I, that. I had no, like, I got no hints about that. Well, there's the whole bit where you're in Fort Milner and there's, like, some dialogue options, like, oh, where he's like, well, you know, like, what does, you know, what did a girl like her, you know, like, what did Michael and Clarissa see in each other kind of thing? And you can sort of talk her up, I think. You can say, like, well, you know, she's hot and, uh, you know, she's, she's like, like, she used to be wild and forever. Yeah. 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 So I'm guessing that sort of leads to that path at least a little bit. Yeah. So if you, if you save Michael, then that means that your parents' relationship also didn't fall apart. And so they didn't get divorced. So Jonas is still there, but Jonas isn't your stepbrother. Jonas is just like the kid who just moved to town. Yeah. And he got invited, I think, out of pity by Ren. Yeah, and when you wake up, you're you're like on the ferry, uh, like on the way back already. And everybody's like, "Oh, good, you woke up. Like everything's fixed and solved." And I was like, "This is messed up. This is clearly not real. Something is wrong. Like it can't just have ended this easily." Um, I think part of the reason I saw, I thought that was because I just. Uh, I've been watching Shanbo, by the way, started doing play by play again over Christmas break. Um, yeah. If, yeah. And, uh, and he's been playing Elsinore and Elsinore, as we, as you may recall from our podcast on the subject has a big fake ending sequence. It's got like a big sequence where it's like, and everything, everyone lived happily ever after and everything was fixed. And Claudius never killed Hamlet's dad. And you know, Fortinbras wasn't invading at all. It's like too perfect. Um, and you're like, uh, and it, it goes on for quite a while, like just long enough where you're like, is this actually the ending? And then it, of course, pulls the wool out from under you and goes like, of course not. That's not how this works. So I was getting strong that vibes in the fairy sequence. I'm like, this feels way too neat and pat. And like, this can't possibly be like, we just won unconditionally. Uh, and it turns out that is correct. <laughs> yeah, you Basically. have to play through it a second time to to break the cycle. Yeah, so the the you know there's a there's a fun narration of like everything was fine and you know we we did the thing and we're all okay and then it starts like fuzzing out the way it does when you're stuck in a time loop and it's it says it switches to something like oh I gotta go pick up the new guy Jonas he's like new in town. Um, 
you know, like, I, I wonder what he's going to be like or something like that. So the implication being, fuck, you get, you're still caught in this time loop and you just have to do it all over again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there on the main menu, instead of like new game, the option is uh, continue timeline, I think. Yeah. I so, would yeah. say like, I'm pretty content with that as an ending. It's a very like Twilight Zone-y sort of ending of like, you know, it's good, yeah. but question mark, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like, in a way, like kind of a Twilight Zone-y game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like, if, if it had ended there completely and there was nothing else, I think it still would have been an appropriate ending. I don't know if I would have felt that it was entirely like satisfying because it's a real downer. Um, but yeah. I, like, I could see that, I could see why that might have been originally, like, the only planned ending. Yeah. Um, but, like, five months later, they introduced, a, a an update that is called the Leave is Possible ending. Yes. Um, yeah, so the way that works is you, you start a new game, and... At mostly at the beginning, um, you get a lot of extra dialogue options that are like, wait, this is like, I feel like we've done this before. I feel like I know what you're going to say, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Referencing the fact that, you know, Alex at least has some inkling of, you know, understanding that Something's she's maybe looping, stuck. Yeah. You get extra dialogue with the, um, the ghosts. They'll, they'll explicitly say like, oh, you're back. I guess <laughs> you tried to get out, but it didn't work. Um, and there, there are a couple of other scenes, like throughout the game. There's one there's in particular. A... I, oh, I played like I played the very open. Like I didn't play a full second through playthrough, but I did play the opening scene on the ferry again. And the big change there is that there's a scene in the first playthrough where there it's the tutorial on how to use the radio, and Ren is like, "Oh, my friend's gonna be announcing something on the like school. They're gonna be playing like our the our band's song, and can you tune in?" Um, and so you have to tune the radio to the station. Uh, but at the end of that, there's like a weird garbled like, "Hey, can you hear me? Like, like listen." And it's it sounds it's Alex. It's like Alex's voice at the end of that broadcast in the second playthrough. Mm -hmm. um, and that's like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's basically the conceit is um, at, at, there are, I think, three three or four times throughout the game where uh, during the first playthrough, um, well, during the second playthrough, there will be a, a radio, like a, you know, a radio station that you can beam out through that weren't there previously. So one of them, the first one is in the cave, the first time you go in the cave. The second time is, I think, think um, when you going through those time loops at the campground there's an extra loop where a radio shows up mm. and then the third one is um when you're at fort milner there's again an additional loop where there's a radio that you can you can use to, to like basically send a message to yourself yeah, and all of that there, culminates oh sorry there's like um because i know there were a couple places where i found um anomalies on the first playthrough that you have to that are hidden behind a radio lock and i think in both of those cases, when I opened the radio lock door, there was also some radio communication equipment on the other side of that locked door. I so think you have it's to get different well. communication. Uh, I don't think so because I didn't. Okay. I didn't get all the anomalies, and I still got through. So basically, okay. um, 
you find these extra radios and two of them are, are locked into time loops. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't think you can access them otherwise. But Alex will say something like, oh, wait, maybe we can try to send like a message to ourselves, see if that works. So you like get in the radio and you talk, you, you know, send a message out, whatever. Um, and you can tell that it's working because in that, um, in, the, in the flashback where you're with Michael and Clarissa on the beach, when Michael goes back to the ferry to get his phone, Clarissa will talk to you and be like, oh, hey, one of my friends was like messing around with the radio here on the beach at those markers. And she said that she's heard like you on the radio and it'll play like she'll reference whatever dialogue option you picked um, mm. when when you were going through the radio. So then later on, I think. I think it's after you go through the door, you get some additional scenes where the ghosts are kind of taunting you. Um, but you'll get another option to send out one last message to yourself. And the one that I picked was always just like, Alex, don't go to the beach, don't go to the island, just stay home, stay, stay safe, whatever. Mm -hmm. So all of that, like, it basically plays out the same way as a, a first playthrough, just with some additional dialogue and extra scenes. There's one scene where um, I think you're talking to possessed Jonas, and he uh, he like references the fact like, oh, this is new. You didn't get this dialogue last time. It's fun sometimes. Like every millionth time we go through this, we like to flip the script a little bit. It's the only enjoyment that we get out of this. Um, but the, um, so everything plays out the same pretty much, except then it says we're going to start a new game. But instead of starting out on the ferry, like you do normally, it starts out an hour previous. And you're at like a convenience store with Ren and Jonas, and you're waiting for Ren's older sister to come by with her fake ID to buy you beers. And Ren says, "Oh, um, like I don't it, it, some conceit of we're gonna tune into the radio to like listen to the high school student radio thing, and you get that broadcast, that final one that you sent out, which for me was don't go to the island." And everyone's like really freaked out about it. And Jonas thinks it's, or not Jonas, Ren thinks it's a joke. And you have to convince him like, uh, actually, this isn't a joke. I have no idea what this is. And you just end up not going to the island. You you go get pizza and watch cartoons at Ren's house. And so that's <laughs> how you like break the cycle. But presumably you can't save your brother's life in that case. No. Because you can't, you don't go to the island. So there's no way to. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't save your brother and break the cycle pretty much everything will end up being as it was like jonas is your stepbrother ren and nona are not together yet clarissa's still a bitch and she hates you but you are not trapped in an infinite time loop yeah so which arguably i feel like is the better ending <laughs> like it's sad yeah. for michael but like he you know that that death is already in the past they've already been like mourning him like it it doesn't feel correct that he would like suddenly be allowed to be back. Yeah. yeah. I didn't rescue Michael the first time and I'm pretty happy that I didn't. Yeah, it feels like too almost like cloying in a certain way. Like it it's it's too good to be true for the tone of the game otherwise. Also, yeah, I agree. Like they have like a big thing like of moving past his death. Yeah. And that gets kind of weird. Yeah, no, to, no death to move past if he's not dead. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I might actually go through and do that second playthrough. Like, I really liked this game enough that I'm I'm really kind of curious to see the details. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I might go through it, but like maybe in a week or two. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, like I said, I played through this game twice before to get you know the air quotes real ending, and I played through it again twice this time. I was thinking it would be more of a slog to play through it all again but it really wasn't like it it holds up um for a second playthrough and i think there's there's just enough new stuff um and there's just enough like opportunities to mix up you know who who you go with what order you go to people in that it it still feels reasonably fresh to play through a second time so if you think um, you might then i would just say go for it yeah yeah it's uh it's a it's also just like it's really well done it's like the the sound and music design is really solid all of the like radio transmissions are well and good creepy um mm -hmm. in different ways the like the 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 sort of sound design of the way that the things talk to you just the the like eerie unsettling atmospheric music that plays most of the time as as carl said like the voice acting is top notch for an indie game like, like really that's spectacular that's really expensive yeah right i mean i guess a, it's only yeah, four people acting. or five people or whatever but still but there's a yeah, lot but, yeah. of it yeah there's a lot of it and there's a lot of variations on it because you can choose different dialogue options Six yeah. people, I guess, including Michael, but uh, seven, I guess, including ghosts. the the, the creepy ghosts <laughs> and like narrator and yeah, there's a yeah, there's a lot of different things you get um, like along the radio broadcasts that I guess probably had to be recorded. There's what's cool is when you're tuning into various things, you can also get snatches of other stuff on different stations, like just randomly the the famous like 1941 speech um, from like what's his face, the president. Um, you know the whichever one that was. The day which will live in infamy, that one. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so you get, like, all kinds of interesting snatches of sound, and um, some of them, like, a lot of them have interesting, like, are, are based on real historical things, or are references to real historical things, and then a lot of it's, like, an arg, so. Yeah. And there's, um... there's stuff where it's like, oh, this one seems garbled, but if you play it, like, backwards at 400 times speed actually it, it is a thing which you don't have to know to enjoy the game but like is a cool thing yeah it's and and like just the writing i think i think my favorite thing about this game is that it it plays it straight without being like too goofy like it's it's earnest but it's not sappy yeah. Necessarily. And I think like I, I was really excited for After Party, which is Night School's more recent game. Okay. And I only played a little bit of it because like within, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes, I was just so sick of both of the characters because <laughs> the characters and everybody, like everything is just snark constantly. 
unrelenting snark. And I'm sure, like, you know, eventually as you continue to play it, that probably softens and you get, you know, actual character development. But I was just like, God, this is not what I wanted. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I, I wanted, like, I don't know, more grounded writing, which maybe is not something to be expected in a game where you die and go to hell and have to <laughs> uh, defeat Satan in a drinking contest. But it, yeah, no. it was, it I, was I, not I the agree. kind of total thing that I wanted. Yeah, I agree that, like, for sure, Oxenfree's writing, like, the strength in it is that it is very grounded. And it feels like, like, the kids are, you know, they're they're clever and, like, occasionally quippy, but it, none of it feels like, it's not like Gilmore Girls level, like, everyone always has, like, uh, a perfect thing to I'm say. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I have nothing against Gilmore Girls. It's fine. Um, but like they, they do have, there are like that kind of sitcom that where the dialogue is very heightened and everyone always has something like unrealistically clever to say. And this is not that like these people, like they're, they're some, they're sometimes cute and like a little bit like, it feels like hanging out with your friends in a, in a certain way where people just, you know. They, they sometimes try to make each other laugh or say sort of funny things or be a little goofy. But, you know, ultimately, they it feels like relatively real conversation. And, like, when scary stuff starts happening, they get really scared and freaked out. And, you know, they feel very yeah. real. And I like that. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I tend to focus, like, on a lot on, like, I want characters to be real. And I want, like, dialogue to feel like real dialogue. And this like hits that note pretty yeah. on on the spot. Yeah, I think I think that's the big key is that like all of the like quippiness, it it does feel like the way that you would be quippy when you're with your friends, trying yeah. to, you know, make your friends laugh or whatever. And I also feel like for maybe not quite one to one, but like for every pithy rejoinder, there's also at least an option for you know, someone tries to make a pithy rejoinder and they just fail or they run out of steam and don't like, yeah. aren't able to finish their thought. Or they so. say a thing and it like clearly doesn't land and they're like, all right, well, I thought it was funny. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, for a game with so much dialogue, it's amazing that pretty much all of it manages to be good. A lot yeah. of that is the strength of the voice acting, but, you know, it's, yeah. It's definitely both. The big yeah, yeah. I tried to find like something that was like a fault in the game. <laughs> but, like I'm like everything's good. Yeah, I mean you it's heard it, you heard it here first. This game is flawless. Literally flawless. <laughs> yeah. As as I said, there were like one or two little control hang ups that I ended up mm -hmm. and I think at one point um did the game maybe the game didn't freeze for me um huck had an issue where he in the when you first go into the cave um he ended up in a state where jonas got stuck on a wall so when he's supposed to come oh, no. to, up to you and then continue the dialogue he like couldn't because he was just stuck on the wall and he had to like reset the game yeah i had a character get stuck but then like he moved around a bit and eventually he came. Yeah. So yeah, I there's... had a bit where um, the radio bugged out. It's like when one of those where you have to tune into one of the rifts. So you have to hit three frequencies. And I hit the first frequency and the second 
frequency just wouldn't register, which was weird. And that's I only had that happen once, and I just backed out of the radio and got back into it, and it worked. But hmm. yeah, just weird little like minor stuff. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's a few little like buggy elements that are the result of it being a fairly small indie team with like limited resources. I'm sure. I just really gripe um, with the game. Yeah. Okay. But it's, the, yeah, it's the UI and the settings. Like, please give me settings. <laughs> oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah, I was playing it on a pretty big like TV from far away this time, and I was I was really hoping for like. Uh, at least an option to make the UI bigger, which isn't present. But again, that's that. I mean, that's not something that I would really hold out hope for on a console port of a PC game. So, <laughs> um, and the there was also, uh, I don't even think this is like necessarily a criticism, but the the stuff with the ghosts is sometimes like pretty hard to understand in certain ones and sometimes it's pretty important what they're saying so i did end up turning on subtitles halfway through which i normally hate to mm -hmm. do in games because i'm like i just don't i don't like i need to hear what these things are saying i don't know what's going on uh, yeah i turn on i turn on subtitles like by default on pretty much every game i play so yeah i, I, didn't, do. Do I didn't do it for this i don't because uh, especially when there is voice acting um, well, I guess there are, there wouldn't be subtitles if there weren't voice acting. So what am I saying? But um, <laughs> like the reason is that I have a very like auditory brain, like all my thinking is sound based. And so when I read it, like my own internal voice clashes with the voice acting and I end up sort of hearing it in my voice slightly before hearing it in the voice actor's voice. And that's really jarring to me. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's fair. I I am probably predictably uh, more visual, so yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem for me. But yeah, that makes sense. Like yeah, I, I mean, literally cannot read and listen to someone talk at the same time. I am incapable of doing those two things. I have fair. I have had way too many times where like I don't turn on subtitles, and there's like someone mumbling or whispering, and you have no idea what they're saying. Also, it once uh, it once spoiled a joke for me in Portal Two, because there's a there's a joke in Portal Two that relies on um, a sudden interruption in the dialogue by a train noise, <laughs> and like if you see if you if you have the subtitles on, you know it's coming and it's not funny. Oh, that's bad subtitles though. Good subtitles wouldn't do that. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, uh, we we've been. Uh, I I I noticed that sometimes we. <laughs> this is stupid, but we have been watching um, Cajun Pawn Stars, which is a spinoff of the Pawn Stars show, but it takes place in Louisiana, and it's mm -hmm. uh, much more ridiculous. But there there will be times where like, oh, we got to get a guy in to authenticate this autograph or whatever, and they always do the thing where it's like, it is my opinion that that this this item is completely, and then they'll do a big pause for like. <laughs> drama before they say it. this is completely genuine but the subtitles do not have that pause in there <laughs> so the drama is ruined but that's fine Fun. that's just that's just like super trashy tv i'm not yep. uh i'm not that not that upset about it oh yeah 
Yeah. So anyway, Oxenfree is very good and we all recommend it. Like I, I, I feel like this thing made a bit of a splash when it came out. Like I remember hearing the name before and I remember seeing it like well-reviewed in a lot of places. So like for, for good reason, it's well-deserved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a yeah. cool game. Yeah. This is one that I was glad to have gone back and played. Definitely. All right. Well, shall we talk about yeah. what we're playing next? Yes, I think we can do Unless that. Unless anybody else has any last thoughts on Oxenfree? Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, or should I say what we're not playing next? Uh, hey. Because there is no hey. game. Um, yeah, so we're playing There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension, um, which is a puzzle adventure video game developed by French developer Draw Me a Pixel. Um, released in august this past year uh i know very little about it other than like you can pretty much tell on right on the surface that it's going to be really meta about the game about being a game um and that uh rami ishmael highly recommended it on twitter like he was he was gushing about it when it came out and he's like ah oh, there's so many great things that i want to talk about but i can't because it's spoilers and like this game is great if it's not spoiled so like just everybody should play this and i'm like all right i guess i'll put that on the list um so yeah now we're playing it we'll see so i i know very little about this game hopefully it's good and it's it's called there is no game wrong dimension and it's on steam I don't know if so it's this, on sale currently, is, but yeah, I don't know either. So this is like a follow-up to a game jam game, and I know the yep. the original like game jam version is free on Steam. I think it was a flash game, also. I um, thought it was. I like, thought we determined it's, it it's free, but it's it's free, but it's not on Steam. It's like free somewhere else, like itch or something. I see it. I see it free on Steam. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked it up yeah. and I didn't find it, but I, I that's entirely possible that I failed to look it up correctly. The, so Yeah, the full title is There Is No Game Colon Jam Edition 2015. So I see. It might just not be popping up in your search without the full title. So that's that's there. Yeah, here it is, Jam Edition. Okay. Well, maybe we should play both. I probably will. I don't I don't I mean, I'm assuming that this game jam version is probably not very long, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I guess play play one and or both. Um, and we'll probably say which one is like better to play if you're only going to play one once we actually get to the recording about it, so. Yeah. Cool. All right. Plugs. Yeah. Yeah, and I have no idea which of the two versions was the one Rami was recommending, for the record. So oh, yeah. it could be either. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find uh, out. Yeah, plugs. Plugs. Hello, I'm Kelso. You can find me on Twitter uh, at Kelso Timebomb. And you can also follow the podcast Twitter at Feedback Force. Yeah. Um, I'm Kyla. You can... Follow me on Twitter at Kyla underscore go. That's K-Y-L-A. Uh, and if you need a good, like, last minute Christmas gift for someone, I highly recommend uh, the excellent game on Steam, Wintermore Tactics Club. Um, is available for PC and Xbox and Switch and uh, PS4. 
So uh, it's it's cozy. It's holiday themed. It's it's an excellent tactics adventure. And please it is support excellent. our we game. Can for that. Go buy it. Go yeah. buy it. And I'm Carl. And you can follow me at Skug3 on Twitter. Nice. Skug with two G's and the K. Oh yeah, I guess that is true. We all we all know how to spell it, but maybe someone else might not know how to spell it. That's I that literally never occurred to me. Theoretically, just now. theoretically, this could be somebody's first episode of our podcast, and they That's don't know they don't know what the end defender community is. <laughs> they have no idea who we are. Or possibly maybe somebody has gone a hundred something episodes and they just have never been able to find Carl <laughs> on Twitter because they didn't know how to spell it. I think I spell it once every like 20 episodes or so. I've got it in uh, in our header on the podcast Twitter also. Yeah. I have all of ours in the podcast Twitter on, on, on there. So if, if you're real bad at spelling, you can just go to Feedback Force at Feedback Force. That's F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K-F-O-R-C-E. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> yep. So go, yeah, find, a, find the Feedback Force Twitter. And if you want to come talk to us about there is no game or about anything else. Uh, contact us on Twitter. We can, uh, there should be a link to our discord as well. Yep. Uh, and, or, you know, if that link is not working for some reason, just tweet us, come hang out in the discord, talk about the games we play, suggest other games that we should play. We yeah. love hearing from people. Be a guest if you want. Absolutely. We love having guests. It's great. Yeah. Thanks right. for thanks for listening to our ep. Yeah. Well, we, we knocked off another one. We did hope it. You, hope y'all <laughs> have uh if you know had an excellent holiday if it's already in the past because you're celebrating Hanukkah or something. Uh or hope that you have a, ho a good holiday if you have not yet celebrated it. Either way, enjoy this these wintertime festivities. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.